It's time for some overlooked stocks. George Tillis has three movers that you missed in today's session. Let's get the details. Joining us from Salt Lake, our contributor. Wow, George, what a new shot. Look at you. You've got the new library. I've lost my voice. We're going in opposite directions. You're going to be running the show soon. Oh, no. <laughs> Did it all for you, buddy. I love it. Okay, George, uh, let's talk. I feel like this is a representation of all the overlooked stocks we've discussed over the year and a half or two, maybe more, that we've been doing this hit. Let's talk Ion Q first, GT. Why is it on your radar? Well, interesting. You know, OJ, there's a lot going on in different secular technologies, and uh, quantum computing is one we actually haven't touched yet. And I'm learning myself about what this technology is and what it's actually used for and why it's becoming more and more popular as a mainstay computational technology. But IonQ is one of the leaders in this particular space for quantum computing, which is essentially next generation uh, computational technologies. It basically allows for more computation, but you also have to think about stability in computation, and that's one of the features that uh, quantum computing provides. It also is able to have more depth and complex compute computational power for businesses and governments. So uh, this is, again, an area that we haven't touched on yet. It seems to be getting some traction as of late. It might have to do with perhaps some of the bitcoins and the computational power needed to, of course, uh, uh, mine Bitcoin. So there may be an element or, a, or sort of a side proxy or catalyst in that regard. But IonQ is interesting because it's the only provider of quantum computing technology that's in the cloud that's part and parcel of the uh, three major public cloud service providers. And that includes Amazon Web Services, Google, uh, as well as, uh, as, as Microsoft Azure. Now, the company did report earnings yesterday, and uh, the stock itself has been on a tear, there's no doubt. I mean, it's up 160% over the last three months, uh, but they did report earnings yesterday. It looks like they missed a little bit on revenue, but here's the kicker. If you look at the business revenues or sales uh, for the quarter, they only made about $233,000. Yeah, thousands of dollars. So they're not, they're not essentially a very large company at all in terms of sales. Market cap is around $5 billion. Now, it's not profitable by any stretch of the imagination. The company also did report the total operating costs in the quarter uh, with $233,000 in revenue was up, was about $10.8 million. Now, that's about uh, that's up from uh, about $3.6 million last year for the same quarter. But they're also spending quite a bit on R&D, about $4.6 million of this additional uh, operating cost or $10.8 million in operating cost was R&D expenses. So you had to think of quantum computing as uh, this, this next-gen computing when it comes to, you know, CPUs, central processing uh, unit technologies and chips that Intel and AMD manufacture, GPUs like NVIDIA and AMD are moving into. And now we have what are called uh, QPU, which is basically quantum processing uh, development units. And these are, again, uh, uh, new technologies that allow for more stacking and dense computational power. And some of the competitors out there are mainstay legacy names like IBM. Really interesting stuff, George. That uh, characterization of the next step from CPU to GPU to QPU is a very important way to describe what they do. Uh, and uh, George, what is quantum computing? No, I'm just kidding, George. I'm just kidding. You don't need to answer. It's, it's complicated stuff. It's quantum physics that gives you very powerful ability to compute things, basically, right? 
Exactly. It, it's basically, Bingo. it allows for basically very dense vertically and horizontal computations, but it also is more stable. And that's one of the challenges, you know, when CPUs are trying to run too much uh, computations, too many computations all at one time, the stability of those computations become compromised. And that's where quantum computing uh, sort of fills this void. It's very, very powerful, very fast, but also very stable. And it is able to handle, handle very large, complex loads, multivariate analysis uh, across vertical and integrated cross-sectional uh, analysis as well. So it essentially is very, very, uh, very uh, complex computing, but also very fast and stable. And what they're doing is they've built hardware that has this functionality and they're providing access to that computational power through a cloud offering, correct? Yep. That Beautiful. is exactly right, exactly. When you talk about the hardware they actually manu uh, provide, it's all about the cloud services to access that. And that's again, one of the unique things because you have to think about cloud services, data and, and energy has to move outside of the mainstay location and then be retransmitted somewhere else. And so just think about how fast that has to be to move it to a cloud-based platform where it's accessible to enterprises at the large and small scale, eventually the smaller scale, and government. I think government agencies are also going to be very keen on uh, quantum computing, whether it has to do with the Department of Defense, but also just think about you know the computational needs for all government agencies, like military, like public services, and so forth. Very cool. No wonder this thing is going ballistic, George. I mean, uh, what a, what an interesting stock and uh, pretty exciting response to the earnings too. I mean, just not a lot of ways to get access to this. Uh, emerging industry in the market. So if you are one of the early players here that this company is, there's just a lack of supply in terms of how to get exposure to this tech in the market. So when you see NVIDIA, AMD doing what they're doing, I mean, of course, a quantum computing uh, chip maker and software providers gonna get some of that frothy action too. Okay, George, let's go over to DigitalOcean next. D-O-C-N, we've talked about this one a few times before over the years, what's the latest? You know, really interesting company, OJ. I mean, it IPO'd back in March. Also cloud it's computing. Terror, if you look at the last, yeah, I mean, it's been on, it's been up, you know, 250% since it IPO'd in March, but it's one of the leading cloud uh, cloud computing platforms that offers on-demand infrastructure and platform tools like web and mobile hosting, uh, web development, and e-commerce solutions. So it's actually designed for developers and startups and small and medium-sized businesses. So the way I sort of categorize uh, uh, digital oceans is it's, it's like the Amazon Web Services for developers and startups and small and medium-sized businesses, which again is a, is a target market that AWS, Amazon Web Services, and Google and Microsoft don't necessarily target. They really focus on either the private enterprise large-scale customers or the public cloud. And again, uh, DocN uh, or DigitalOcean fills the gap to, to, of course, deal with small, medium-sized businesses and smaller developers. And I think it's an interesting industry group that had been underserved, and DigitalOcean seems to be doing that very well. Now, the, the, the main difference here uh, from the other major cloud providers is the ease of use as well as the ability, of course, to scale, and that is again something that's very important for a small business to allow, of course, these uh, developers to provide what's called platform as a service, which is, is essentially unique and customizable software services. So, you know, media and, and gamers also use this uh, personal web projects, users, uh, anything that has to do with web development or, if you will, managed services as well, utilizes their software. But 
you know, the company's growth is actually pretty respectable at 37% on a year-over-year -year basis. Uh, but overall, what we're seeing here is a company up to, like I said, 250% since March that is getting closer and closer to break even on a gap basis. So I think that's also very compelling. And today, you know, generally speaking, when a when a convertible note of the size that was issued today, a 1.3 billion, uh, is done so, it usually is diluted. But what was interesting is, is one, it was a, part, it was a private placement offer, and two, about 350 million dollars of that new debt issuance, which again is convertible to equity later on, was actually used about 350 million to buy uh, to, for share buybacks for again uh, equity today. So that's I think one of the catalysts today and why we saw the stock to the upside. Okay, Digital Ocean cruising. Uh, this thing has been unstoppable. George, last one, Porch Group, P-R-C-H. Big jump, then a little bit of a fade. Still an 8% rally on the day, and we're still in the category of services, yet as the name suggests, a little bit more focused on homes, housing, and actual insurance software. Yeah, really interesting company. There's a lot of competitors, I'll explain in just a sec, but Porch uh, Group is essentially a home-based service uh, provider. They provide services to the home industry and it's a software company. And so, you know, software services for things like home inspections, moving companies, um, you know, home insurance, utility companies, real estate agencies. Uh, these are just examples, home improvement companies and contractors, as well as home warranty companies. So. They're basically providing the software across multiple verticals in the housing service industry. And their real target is to essentially uh, uh, target the markets in every step of the home buying and ownership process. And that includes, of course, the pre-move, uh, move-in, maintenance, and then eventually home repair. And so one of the things about it is, is it generates revenues from fees. It, uh, it, uh, it collects by connecting homeowners to uh, homeowners and customers, to a network of affiliate contractors, small businesses, uh, and individual contractors. So uh, the other thing is, 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 is it actually is more of a business to business, but also business to consumer based business. And so in other words, it's tackling or generating fees on both sides. It generates software as a service recurring revenue from businesses, but it also gets a transaction fee from every customer that actually utilizes a service through its software, uh, software ah, network. Interesting. Now, the company reported earnings, received an upgrade also from Oppenheimer. Now, top line sales are very, very slim, uh, albeit again, they did grow pretty significantly at about 191% year over year. It came in at around 63 million versus the 57 million estimate. But one of the things about this company is, is if you think of companies like Angie's List, they really focus on home services and contractors, Zillow Group, mm -hmm. real estate services, Open Door, they also provide services that deal with, you know, home insurance as well as the transactions to actually see homes and, and buy and sell homes. Well, Porch is competing with all of them. And, and that's what's interesting about huh. this company. They're, they're really utilizing their core software, which they approve, which they, which we, they deem to improve their scalability on to, to serve it, to come across multiple home service uh, areas of the home industry. And that's what's again interesting. And it's outperformed Open Door, which is down about 5%, and Zillow, which is down about uh, 51% in the last six months. I mean, this stock, Porch, is up 80% in six months. Now, you have Oppenheimer and some analysts that are that are backing the company. There's eight analysts. None of them has other than a buy rating on the stock, mm. the price target of 28. And Oppenheimer, post-earnings, did upgrade the stock to a buy. 
uh, and of course uh, raise their target from 28 to 30. So there is some analysts that are backing the company, but okay. you know it is a small uh, but growing industry. I'm oh, sorry, company in an industry that's already very saturated with individual companies focused on individual services, whereas Porch is trying to get a handle on multiple home buying and home ownership services. Okay, George, I like it. Uh, interesting pick here. A newcomer in a competitive industry. Thanks, George. Nice work. Overlook stocks on the hey, day. Yeah, well. Good to have you back, George. Thank you.